0: We balance this? When we need people in the store, when we need people work in retail, we have this like, oh man, I need people. I need them now. I need to fill this space. How do you balance finding the right individual and bringing them in in the right period of time? Because I mean, not having them is going to cost you money, but also having the wrong people is going to cost you money so how do we how do we introduce patients into the mix of finding right
1: i think that's a great question i think it's a matter of state change because typically what the scenario you just pointed out is the overwhelming majority of the cases that we encounter every single day but what makes it worse is they really needed to do this two months ago it's just now come to the point of critical mass where now it's really a problem for them so it's a matter of hiring Before you have a need, rather than, you know, the old, Mm you know, hey, the barn's on fire and the horses are running down the street. Well, dude, you smelled the smoke. All I can—the only thing I can (laughs) tell you right now—is go chase the horses. So you know, which is is going to be futile. So you know, when you smell the smoke, it's time to act. Um, So it's like we we use the flippant term ABS—always be staffing. Uh, When talent, it's it's better to get it before you need it, rather than because that's where the mistakes are made. When when you're reactionary to your hiring. It's just it's a it is almost a recipe for disaster. You're going to it's just going to be by sheer luck and our ability to be able to fulfill that need that is going to make it happen. But to do it prior to which a lot of our clients are finally getting. Hey, look, I don't have immediate need, but I got a feeling the way the market's going and this and that and another thing. And I got a couple of people I'm not sure on. I want to get ahead of this thing. And let's go ahead and do a class or, you know, I need three people or whatever. Let's let's go ahead and let's get ahead of this thing. And we're hearing that more and more, which really is exciting for a recruiter. And it's exciting that our business, to some extent, is changing in that direction. So it's, you know, it's just I mean, really hiring comes down to a a very, very simplistic, simple Economic law, the law of diminishing return. If, if you study that, it's a three phase law that is, it's a law, an economic law. It's not a theory. It's not a, I should try this. There are three stages of the law of diminishing return. And if you follow that, you'll never, literally never be in that position. You'll be, you'll be hiring you'll be bringing people aboard based on growth rather than knee jerk need that. I don't have enough people. Uh, so, I mean, it's like if, if you start there, uh, you're going to be okay. Uh, regardless of the industry, regardless of the job, uh, it's dealerships. Don't hire techs until one leaves. It's like, man, right. If I own a store right now, uh, I'm having a school. I'm loading my place up with lube techs, C-level techs, and I'm developing those men and women because I know my master tech at some point in time is going to retire, leave, or open his or her own shop. I know it. It's a absolute 100% given I'm going to lose that master tech, and that's going to cost me a fortune. So I'm going to create sure. a farm system within my dealership, and if it costs me some money up front, that's fine. Same thing in Major League Baseball. They have, you know, seven or eight low level minor leagues that feed, that, that, you know, ultimately, hopefully feed into their Major League club. Uh, and they spend an enormous amount of time, money, and effort on those. And I think a dealership has to look at it the same way, whether it be techs or, or let's take a receptionist. I got, I got the best receptionist in the world. She is world class, big part of our company. Well, Let's let's take a 20 year old and put her in there three hours a week, knowing that at some point we're probably going to need her. So let's start developing her now where she can take someone that's been with us 15 years doing a great job. Just in case something happens, let's let's if if that 20 year old, as an example, is has talent. Let's develop that talent now rather than waiting to that receptionist leaves and then try to find her replacement at the same talent level, which is going to be right. lucky or impossible. So let's right. develop somebody now before we re- before we actually need it, uh knowing that ultimately we are going to need it. So It reminds me of uh, <clears throat> Walt Disney. He didn't yeah, there look... Go.
0: Well, m- maybe he did and we're just not getting the full story. However, from what we know, from what has been taught to us, Walt Disney did not think of his attractions as the investment. He looked at his people as the investment. He was concerned about their growth. He realized that he was making investments in them and that would in turn pay back dividends we so rarely look at people as an investment we think of them as a cost mm-hmm. we we categorize them we say oh well this group of employees are biz dev or business development they are a profit mm-hmm. center this group of individuals are support staff therefore they are a cost center and the reality of it is they're all investments why are we so uh, hesitant to invest in people, but we're willing to invest in things oh well let's open a second yep. store let's open up another property let's buy more real estate let's do all these sorts yep. of things when you haven't even mastered the incubator in which you are currently swimming or 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 working with right
1: it, 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 two th- two things along those lines a i tell everybody. Both the trainers and our internal staff, and I and Ernie, I've drilled this into Ernie and Joe. These people, our team members, they're clients—they just happen to be internal clients, but they are in fact customers. So, when dealing with them, in whatever the case, treat them at least, at least as well as you're going to treat a, a client, a a a, a a a past client, current client, or, for, or future client. Treat our employees slash team members as clients for sure. I mean, it's, right. I, just, I, that's right. Just, crazy
0: well, we'll part. look at the markets. Look, look if, if we put things in a different light and we say, Hey, uh, and I, I went to any business owner and I said, Hey, look, uh, if you put in a hundred grand this year, I can probably get you a six to 10% return business owners like right. done. What's giving you a six to 10% return? Well, if you look at the average employee who you have invested in properly, who you have uh, brought in on the foundation of a culture you really believe in, and you've onboarded them, like you say, the right way, the proper way, and you care about them. Well, guess what? That employee is going to give you greater than a 10% return. That 100 grand, or I don't know what the average going rate, say that, that 45 grand. That you you spend on that employee or invest in that employee that year, if you do it properly and safeguard that investment, just like you would any of your other real estate investments or business opportunities or these sorts of things, that that one employee could yield you
1: at twenty five to thirty percent return. Absolutely, there, there's no, there can't be a bigger ROI than your employee. There's there's none. Uh, it, it's it's literally impossible there's no piece of equipment or process that you or promotion that you can run that's going to return give you a, a higher return on investment there's no way a, a service advisor yeah. i mean they're talking to what i don't know 30 40 50 people a day and if your average hour per customer pay ro's an hour and a half two hours per ro times the shop rate at I don't know, 150 bucks an hour i mean just the math itself is like whoa are you kidding me it's like i mean yeah. it's huge uh it's gigantic it's mind-boggling uh yet we you know we tend to look at it in a different way which is like you said uh which is unfortunate <laughs>
0: Hey, congratulations, you made it to the end of this little nugget of an episode of The Dealer Playbook Podcast. Now, if you want to listen to the full episode, head on over to thedealerplaybook.com. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to the show using your favorite podcast player. That way, you can get notified every time a new episode goes live. You can also stay up to date with everything DPB by connecting with me over on the Facebook page. All you have to do is search for The Dealer Playbook and then click like or follow. And then, of course, I'd love if you connect with me over on LinkedIn by searching for my name, Michael Cirillo. Now, stay tuned, because in another couple of days, I'm going to hit you with another full episode of the Dealer Playbook Podcast.